Hello and welcome to the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. I am an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand. I am, however, severely underqualified for my job as I have no doctorate, no masters and no degree in literature. I started the Jane Austen Society because I love Jane Austen and I wanted to share her with more people. I wanted to meet like-minded people and I have. Some of my very best friends are people that I have met through the Jane Austen Society who I wouldn't have had a chance to meet otherwise. It's also given me the opportunity to travel to new places and meet more people. But my reach is limited to where I am capable of being at any one time. I wanted to create this podcast so that I could reach more people and more people could learn about Jane Austen and how wonderful she is and that you don't need to have a degree to really appreciate her. I would like to take this opportunity to shout out to Catherine Price, who is an author and also a podcaster. Her podcast is called The Addicted Austenite. She has been a huge support and help to me in getting this podcast off the ground. I am very appreciative. Thank you, Catherine. Today, we are going to be discussing Chapter 2 of Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. So in Chapter 2, Mr. Bennett teases his family that he hasn't visited Mr. Bingley before finally admitting that he has. And Kitty coughs. I always include the part that Kitty coughs because poor Kitty doesn't have much of a character in the book. And it is suggested that potentially she may have been sickly as a child, which explains why she follows around her younger sister Lydia, who is much more high energy than she is. There is a continuation of Pride and Prejudice called What Kitty Did Next, which follows this suggestion as well. And it is mentioned later in the book when Lizzie returns from the trip to Derbyshire with her aunt and uncle. Jane refers to Kitty as delicate. There were two themes that I thought appeared in this chapter. One is deception, which seems quite a dark word. But Mr. Bennett is deceiving his family. It's all in a good joke. Mr. Bennett is deceiving his family, keeping from them the fact that he has visited Mr. Bingley for his own amusement. Eventually he does tell them, and he is quite amused by how they react. The other theme that I thought appeared in this chapter is manners or etiquette. Do you consider the forms of introduction and the stress that is laid on them as nonsense? Asked Mr. Bennett of his wife. There's a note in the back of my book which says, the forms of introduction, the strict hierarchical rules which govern social intercourse and stipulated that individuals had to be formally introduced. So there was a bit of this in chapter one where Mrs. Bennett said she couldn't go and visit Mr. Bingley until Mr. Bennett had visited him and... Of course, her husband was laughing at her at this point by suggesting that she could. It also means that now that they've started the acquaintance, that Mr. Bingley will come and visit them. As at the end of the chapter, they say, the rest of the evening was spent in conjecturing how soon he would return Mr. Bennett's visit and determining when they should ask him to dinner. So you could keep up relationships with people through these quite formal visits, and then you could also invite them to dinner, which would be trying to get probably a more intimate acquaintance so you'd want to be closer friends which obviously 
Mrs. Bennet wants to because she wants to marry Mr. Bingley off to one of her son, one of her daughters. Oh, my said sons. The problem with these sort of very formal arrangements is something here that Mr. Bennet says. A fortnight's acquaintance is certainly very little. One cannot know what a man really is by the end of a fortnight, especially when you're potentially having 10, 15 minute formal visits and that's all you're having. But compare this to Charlotte Collins, Charlotte Lucas, what she says later when she agrees to marry Mr. Collins on a very short acquaintance and tries to convince Lizzie that Jane should be trying to do the same thing with Mr. Bingley. One of my favourite quotes from this chapter is actually the authorial voice. Mary wished to say something very sensible, but knew not how. This is a little unfair to Mary because her father has put her on the spot. And she does want to say something sensible, but she's not used to being called on. And potentially, as the author is saying, she doesn't know how to say something sensible. She reads these books, she learns these things, but she doesn't really understand them. She knows how to repeat she learns by rote. But I think it highlights Mary's character. It shows how her father's not being nice to her and neither is the author. There is uh, another quote in here that shows character. Though I am the youngest, I'm the tallest. This is Lydia stoutly telling her family that she'll be quite happy if Mr. Bingley asks her to dance. It sets up who she is and gives you an idea of her stepping forward very confidently, even though she is the youngest in a big family. Uh, and it is true that the youngest can be the tallest. However, in my family, I am the youngest female and I am the shortest. Uh, but it does happen that younger sisters can be taller than older sisters. Mrs. Bennett isn't terribly nice about Mrs. Long. She is a selfish, hypocritical woman, and I have no opinion of her, which isn't a terribly nice thing to say, but we do know that later in the book, she says nicer things about Mrs. Long. Mrs. Bennett is obviously quite upset here and lashing out. So not a lot really seems to happen in this chapter. It's just a cosy evening at home with the family talking amongst each other. This is one of the sort of lovely chapters that shows you what the Bennett family is like. One of the saddest things I find in this book is that at the start, the Bennett family is very close and at the end, they're very scattered. I think family is an important part of this novel, though it was never going to be called the Bennett's. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amateur Austenite. My name is Frances Duncan. You can find me at francisduncanwrites.com and at Twitter at Francis underscore Duncan. I wish you happy reading. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!